0: Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from Episode 74, The Science and Process of Healing from Grief, Huberman Lab. Introduction. What is grief? Grief is more than sadness, it's a state of yearning and desire for something that is just outside your reach until you remap your relationship with that person or thing. We all experience various levels of grief at some stage in our lives. Grief can change our entire relationship to life depending on the significance of the event or tragedy. Two categories of grief. 1. Complicated grief. Grief does not resolve itself after a prolonged period of time. About 10% of the population experience this type. 2. Non-complicated grief. While there's no timeline mourning and bereavement that still allows you to maintain functions in life. Surprisingly we should consider grief as a motivational state. It's a desire for something and not actually a desire to have the person back. Quote, grief is a distinct psychological and physiological event in the brain and body from depression. Dr. Andrew Huberman. Grief rarely responds well to antidepressants. Five stages of grief, nonlinear and not everyone makes their way through all stages. One, denial. Two, anger. Three, bargaining. Four, depression. Five, acceptance. Denial, refusal to accept a new reality that a person or animal is gone. Anger, recognition that a person or animal is gone, the body goes into motivated state. Bargaining, refusing to accept reality and wondering what you should have slash could have done. Depression, why should I go on living? Acceptance, cognitively and emotionally accepting life, will continue. Grief as a motivational state. Brain areas associated with motivation and action are the primary areas associated with stages of grief. Thought experiment Imagine you are very thirsty, and you see a cold glass of water near you, and you reach for the water, but it somehow keeps shifting and you never quite get it. Grief is both a state of pain and a state of wanting, which drives the activation state. We seek out how to resolve the pain. Activation of reward centers and dopamine puts us into an anticipatory state, waiting for something to happen as well as action. Attachment and breaking attachment are governed by three dimensions, one space, two time, three closeness, interestingly, changes in physical space, time, and emotional distance activates the same brain area, inferior parietal labial. By understanding the dimensions of attachment, we can work through and understand or remap relationships and orient through the grief process. A powerful aspect of attachment is what it will take to see someone again and when we will see them again. To get through grief, we have to remap our attachment. Grief is the process of uncoupling our relationship from space, time, and closeness. Once someone is gone, we're put into an action state of looking for and seeking that person, expecting them to contact us or see them when we'd expect. This is grief. Brief neuroscience and hormones of attachment and grief. Trace cells, activated when we expect something to be in a given location but it's not there, unique because neurons are generally activated when something is there, not when it's missing like with trace cells. People who experience deep grief, especially relative to others grieving, have been shown to have heightened oxytocin receptors in brain regions responsible for craving and pursuit. People with higher baseline levels of anxiety, not depression, tend to experience complicated grief and prolonged grief symptoms. Cortisol levels of a typical person or someone experiencing non-complicated grieving, high cortisol upon waking, reduction in cortisol by 4 p.m., further reduction by 9 p.m. Cortisol levels of someone experiencing complicated or prolonged grieving, high cortisol upon waking, and still high cortisol levels at 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. This begs the question, is cortisol leading to complicated grieving or vice versa? It's probably bidirectional. But in combination with other research, it seems high cortisol lends itself to complicated grieving. Lesson, get adequate sleep and establish as normal a pattern of cortisol as possible, view sunlight, or bright light, shortly after waking. Engaging in and moving through grief. It's not easy for the brain to conceptualize that someone or something is gone, we understand logically but it's hard to detach emotionally and, in our memories, based on our prior memories but not current our brain is constantly generating expectations of the person or thing that's gone based on our memories. Maintain attachment but start understanding expectation that what happened before won't happen again. Don't detach yourself from the person or downplay your closeness or attachment. Set aside dedicated time, 5 to 30 minutes, to feel the feelings with the following guidelines. Avoid, quote, counterfactual thinking, aka the, quote, what ifs. What if I called more, what if they took a different path home, etc. This is an extension of guilt that strengthens bonds and makes grief more difficult. Feel the connection but stay connected to current space and time instead of anchoring in memories. Understand that you are likely to float through various states but try to come back around. Place notions of where that person is now, of course, this varies based on your personal beliefs. Allowing yourself to embrace the attachment allows up to work through the grief but we must pull the other levers of dimension, space and time, and work on adjusting our expectations of seeing the person when we expect. When to use breath and breathing practices. Do not use it if you are grieving intensely and often in ways that are impacting your daily functions, you don't want to increase mind-body connection and attachment. Use if you are having challenges accessing feelings of attachment. Remember, everything exists in the context of our baseline. You will always be better served if you are dialing in good sleep. Sources and tools Articles Craving Love Enduring Grief Activates Brain's Reward Center, Neuro Image. Catecholamine Predictors of Complicated Grief Treatment Outcomes, International Journal of Psychophysiology. Emotional Disclosure for Whom? A Study of Vagal Tone in Bereavement, Biological Psychology diurnal cortisol in complicated and non-complicated grief, slope differences across the day, psychoneuroendocrinology. Books. On death and dying, what the dying have to teach doctors, nurses, clergy, and their own families. Resources. Dr. Francis O'Connor's Grief Questionnaires. Complicated Grief Questionnaire. Participate in Dr. Francis O'Connor's Grief Studies.